Virginia. William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Hi, this is Elizabeth, one of the co-hosts of Beauties and Headcanons. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Welcome to a brand new show of Caught Listening, the baseball show that goes beyond the game. And, and we could really use some baseball right now, folks. Uh, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, you know, between when we started doing this show, it was simply designed where we didn't need to talk about the headlines in baseball. We could just talk about the great game that it is, the history of it, the nuances of it. But uh, I think I speak for everybody when we could really use some baseball right now, obviously, with everything that's going on. Um, but out of this definitely does come some good, and that's what today's show is about, the good that is being done around it. And one of the ones that got a lot of, of run uh, on social media and on some of the sports talk shows was Trevor Boward, Cincinnati Reds pitcher, in this little Sandlot-style game he put together in Arizona before they really dropped the hammer down on, on guys in spring training. And to help us talk about it, Chris Bumbaka, sports report for USA Today. Chris, uh, I mean, you know, we could certainly use some baseball, but it was definitely fun to see the initial uh, things that came out of what Trevor Bauer did. Yeah, it was nice. You know, people were kind of hanging in that Saturday night with giving everything that was on. I feel like that's when it got pretty serious for a lot of mm-hmm. people. And I think that was the first night uh, people were really starting to stay in. And yeah, I think you put on the broadcast about nine o'clock, nine thirty East coast time, maybe a little bit later actually. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. To, it was fun to watch. He also launched the GoFundMe, which is uh, trying to raise a million dollars for uh, stadium workers in Cincinnati that are affected by these sports stoppages. He, he's been pretty vocal about a lot of different things um, this off season, whether it be the Houston Astros, whether it be him tipping pitches uh, in a spring training game. But this was one of those things where you you love the personality that some of these athletes have, and this is one of those things that really kind of showcased. Trevor's personality on a multitude of levels. Oh yeah, he's the guy that really wants to grow the game. I think that's at the core of everything he kind of does publicly, and where his personality does shine through. And his company wants to capture personalities of baseball players because, in his opinion, uh, the league does not do an adequate job of promoting these players and their stories and the personalities that that they do possess. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's, and that's something that plays into his strength because I think he has definitely a strong personality, no matter which what your uh, opinion is of him. Of course, his company called Momentum, um, and, and to be honest, I couldn't agree with him more. I think Major League Baseball needs to do a better job of promoting their personalities and their young stars and their stars in general. But it was good to see, especially when you get some of these other major leaguers, guys that maybe you know you know them, but you don't really get to know them because they're not stars you know Tommy Pham is on the verge of that Derek Dietrich is a huge star uh over in Cincinnati and I know other guys like Mike Clevenger um and, and Zach Plezak showed up in attendance but what was it you had a chance to talk to Trevor what was it that he was you know most excited about when putting this together I think just the, I think it's kind of what we were talking about before with just 
shown the lighter side, but also that baseball players want to do good during this tough time, that they're able to come together as a, you know, as a group and, and, you know, put on something for the fans and still be able to connect with them. Because even though fans aren't having that experience of watching somebody, because that's, I mean, that's why we love sports. We feel like Mm -hmm. we connect with the players when, you know, we're, we're, when we're watching them on our screens, whether they're playing, whether they're talking. So now that's, you know, inevitably taken away by the circumstances. I think that's just what they're trying to provide, you know, some screen time, really. <laughs> Most definitely. What, what was kind of, I mean, did you get a chance to watch any? I've had a chance to watch it on repeat because I haven't really been doing anything. There's nothing else did, to really yeah, do. Really <laughs> so, <laughs> what was kind of your favorite part about it? Um, Probably the uh, the trash can in the middle of the <laughs> field that they had there. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, honestly, the, uh, the discussion was pretty good, I, and that's something that Trevor pointed out to me. Uh, pretty quickly and how maybe that's something that the league could actually do during their broadcast is have you know kind of like a like you see on a periscope those types of discussions mm-hmm. maybe and have a player come over and answer some questions uh like in the middle of the game so that way you're not really doing like an in-person interview where this person needs to, where the player needs to you know dedicate you know two minutes and answer these boring questions but rather they can you know actually interact with the fans see what they want to answer and have somebody there uh, you know, and they come over for 30, 45 seconds. And that's something that Trevor expressed interest in possibly exploring down the road. You know, it's it's kind of interesting you bring that up and that they did that because this came almost a week after that ESPN had those those games for spring training where guys were mic'd up and you could get Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant having fun with each other and, uh, you know, Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, goofing off and, and all that stuff. What is it, you know, to kind of steer a little bit away from what uh, Trevor was doing and what his company does, how do you think, you know, Major League Baseball, toying around that in spring training, seeing the kind of response that fans had for something like this, could you see Major League Baseball implementing something like a, you know, a a mic'd up segment in the middle of games or actually talking to guys live during the games like we see NASCAR doing with their drivers? I mean, I think you bring up NASCAR right there, I think... Um, you know, even just starting out more basic with the NFL, like and how they do it. I mean, it's not like that they're Mike, you got, they're interviewing players, but you hear a lot of sound from it. I think you just start there even and have guys wearing mics, which they do now. But and then you, I think you take more gradual steps into the you know interviews. Mm-hmm. I think that it's definitely possible. You need the right guys and you need the right situations. I mean, it's easy to do during spring training, but right. you know, if you're on game one sixty one and you're a game back you really want a guy in your ear when you're trying to hold a runner at first base and, you know, make sure that you're trying to be ready for a pickoff from the pitcher and it's, the pitcher's going to the plate now. So uh, that's where it starts to get dicey, I think, for some guys. So, a, like, a full-out commitment is probably, you know, a little ways away, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get there eventually and, and shortly, too. Just talking with uh, Chris Bumbaka, USA Today sports reporter here. Uh, one of the things I, I love, uh, when you were talking with Trevor, I love this this part in your piece uh, on USA Today. One of the aspects of the event that Bauer found interesting was having online baseball personalities such as Coach Kent Murphy and John Boy on the live stream. Baseball, for as, as old as it is and as, as traditional as it is, there are some niche and some and some cult fan bases and cult personalities in the sport of baseball. And those are certainly two of them that the younger generation certainly knows. And the younger generation of players certainly enjoys being a part of things. Oh yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple great follows on Twitter right now. My guy, shout out my guy, Ben Porter. He's uh, mm-hmm. posting a lot of 
great baseball content these days and is very informative and funny. And uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Cespedes BBQ guys. Like, they do great <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there definitely is, like, that younger generation of baseball fans that really wants to see, you know, the, the other side of players that wants to connect with them, that wants to be on the Twitch streams with them. Uh, you know, that wants to, you know, what kind of Pokemon that they're trading and stuff like that. Um, you know, there are, like, you know, these players do have personalities, and I think that uh, as they start becoming the majority and this generation starts becoming the veterans in the clubhouse, individuality mm-hmm. is going to be a lot more um, common and, and, a, and a lot more, um, I guess, expressed and, and welcomed in, in these clubhouses where it's usually, you know, uh, 25 guys but one mindset now – we're actually getting into, you know, some individuality like you see in the NBA, like you see in the right. NFL. It's definitely something that's that's fun and enjoyable. And again, we talked about it earlier, but connecting with these athletes, that's one of the things that we as fans, you know, really want to have and to be able to connect with those athletes. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I mean, Brock Holt showing, you know, video from his rig doorbell camera, you know, dancing every time he walks out of the door. That's just stuff that, you know, you love to see and you want to see more of that. So to see some of those, those guys who, you know, Brock's been around the block a couple of times, but those type of guys to be able to integrate with what's happening right now and utilize social media to its to its fullest extent is certainly one of those things that can help grow the game. Yeah, no, and social media has played a big role in it, and unfortunately, that's kind of you know a thing that some baseball players haven't. Told, I don't want to say that they haven't fully embraced it, but maybe they felt they feel pressure to not fully mm-hmm. embrace it. I mean, some of the games, you know, Mike Mike Trout doesn't really tweet a lot. You know, right. LeBron tweets a lot. Uh, you know, Christian Yelich doesn't really tweet too much compared to other, you know, big-time NBA players. Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever reason that is, everybody has their own, you know, preference. So uh, I, I think that maybe if, you know, the uh, it, it was just more acceptable to do these things, and it goes back to what we were saying before, as like, you know, you want to, you don't really want to stick out too much. Nobody does, even if you're, if you are a star. Right. Um, so... Well, because like we've seen, I mean, we saw it with Josh Hader a couple of years ago. You know, people will find some stuff for on you know, on social media. That too, that too. Well, yeah, you definitely don't want any of that stuff on. There, right, sure. <laughs> definitely. So, well, let, let's. No get... athletes should at this point, honestly. Like, no. Athletes oh yeah. Should have like that because you got to get that. If you're famous enough, you got to get somebody hire somebody to get that scrub for you. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> if, if you if you haven't done that, I mean, listen, I, I took a job. Yeah, <laughs> I took a job a, a year and a half ago in a really small town in North Carolina. I, I say small town; there's a hundred thousand people in the town, but I, in, in an area where you know, working for a baseball team that I knew was going to bring a lot of attention, and I'm scrubbing back Facebook posts from 12 years ago, like 15 years ago. Like, you just if you're not doing it, it's something you got to figure something out there to, to, to at least help your image. But um, Definitely one of those those important parts, of course, with connecting with all the fans. I want to get back to, to the crux of what Trevor was doing, not just to give people something to watch and give them some baseball, some fun, but what he's doing and trying to raise funds for the game day staff of the Cincinnati Reds. He's trying to raise a million dollars on GoFundMe. He's currently just over 24000 donations. People are donating everything from five to to a thousand dollars. You've got people who are just saying, you know, there's one there. It's, I'm a Cubs fan. Let's just help one another, all this stuff. And you're seeing it throughout sports right now. But you've been to games in, in press boxes. I've been to games in press boxes and we've both been to them on the field, in the stands. It's there are people you don't really see until they're not there anymore. And that is those game day workers. I mean, this is a big, big thing for Trevor. 
Oh yeah. I mean, that's, and that's really the driving force behind all of it is, is that, um, it, it's a tough time for, for some people right now. So I think that Trevor, you know, realizes, you know, the position that he's in and what he can do. And this is part of it. This is part of why he wants to, you know, demonstrate that the, the goodness that, that baseball players are doing a ton of, you know, players are raising money through donations and stuff. Um, and this was also before, uh, MLB announced that all 30 teams will be, you know, providing a million dollars right. for these stats as well, um, which is also great. Um, but, you know, there's obviously going to be more, more to be done. And, you know, you can, you know, it's, it's easy to just say that here, here's this money and we're, di- we're donating all this money, but you, you don't really know. There, there is always more that you can do. And I think that's what Trevor is trying to get across here. And that's a big part. And again, a lot of these other athletes, I mean, Zion Williamson, um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA, J.J. Watt and his fiance Kaylee Otani, they're, they're doing stuff as well uh, for, for a bunch of game day folks. But I mean, for when you see not just players, but then you see an entire organization like Major League Baseball, which is a business, you know, at the very crux of it. And, and one of the things that I think people find a very very difficult to delineate is that personal to business relationship that you see from major league organizations. But when you see an organization like baseball and they're able to get all 30 teams together to do something like this and to do it rather quickly, I mean, we're less than a week away from all these things getting canceled um, a week out from them all getting canceled. What does that show or what do you, what do you kind of take away from that when major league baseball just pretty quickly is able to say all 30 teams are going to donate a million dollars each? I mean, I, I think that it's certainly a reasonable thing to, to ask of the teams in a, in a you know pretty serious situation like this. I, I think that um, you know the leagues you know kind of need to everybody kind of needs to act on the same page right now, and I think that we're seeing that with all sports really being canceled. That's why we're in the situation that we're in yeah. is because you know everything is gone. So I, I think that you know every every everybody as much uh, you know action that we could do collectively you know, in the right direction, I think is a good thing. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. I think all in all, in all, you know, making sure that teams are, you know, at least doing, you know, mandating that the teams are doing something is, is a good thing. One of the things that obviously, you know, you also talked to, to Trevor about, or you saw is the fact that, you know, with the suspension of training camp, we have no idea when major league baseball is going to start. They've said they don't plan on doing anything until mid May at the earliest, but Trevor saying he'd need three to four weeks to really get ramped up. Is that something that, you know, have you talked to any other players that are saying kind of the similar thing and how long, if Major League Baseball says training camp's May 11th, that we could still be another month away from actual games? Yeah, and that's the tough thing right now about, you know, the, the, the facilities that, right, that are going on in Arizona and, and Florida is that you don't know how much these guys are really going to be preparing for the season. They obviously can't, you know, be dialed up to the point where, right. uh, you know, they're, they're a week out from the season like they should be right now because they're not. So mm-hmm. they obviously have to – and that's what I wanted to get across in, in that story was that, you know, people, they just naturally have to fall back a little bit, I, I guess. Right. And, um, you know, when, when things do start picking up again, MLB will have to – be pretty proactive in setting a, a date so that way players can get in shape for it and we, we you know because now you're talking about short season anyway guys getting hurt right stuff like that as far as you know the, the timeline i haven't really talked to, to, to any other any other pitcher in particular but i meant three to four weeks does sound about right and as trevor said he is different than a lot of guys so it'll probably have to be you know a month minimum if you really think about it 
Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, you know, as crazy and as unprecedented as, as times are, we have a little bit of experience with this. And it's another piece that you detailed uh, for USA Today. Uh, explaining the 1981 MLB season and how baseball survived their shortened year. So if you could attempt to try to, you know, give a brief synopsis of that and we'll, and we'll make sure that folks, you know, we'll, we'll tweet out the, the article as well, but a little bit of a synopsis as to maybe where we have some, some experience in this department. Yeah. I had so much fun writing that one. I honestly didn't really know a lot. I, yeah. I tweeted the story out. That's what I said. Um, yeah. I mean, it was. It is pretty bizarre. So obviously, you know, you had the strike right in the middle of the season because mm-hmm. of it was like one of those last battles of free agency, as right. like you said earlier. But um, uh, yeah. So then the when the owners decide that the the winner from the first half of the of the season in, in each division is going to play the the winner of the second half, things got a little crazy. And then <laughs> the crazier part is is that like uh they they never picked it up again. So you know, a few teams ended up. I I, forget, I think it was the uh, the Cardinals and and the Reds got uh, particularly uh, <laughs> thought like yeah. thought out in that situation. <laughs> I think that somebody I think somebody else had the Royals made it with a fifty and fifty three overall record. They had right. an incredible second half and won the uh, the AL West. Um, so yeah, I, I believe the Orioles as well. They they didn't make it. The Yankees actually fired their manager in September and then made the World Series. <laughs> so after because they won the first half, had a terrible second half, and then you know just won six games in the playoffs to make the World Series. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and it's, it's just funny to look at that stuff, and, it, and it's insane. Um, you know, when you look at obviously the Dodgers getting there too, and just how some of that really impacts what the season was like. And, you know, who knows? We we may end up having a, a season similar to that. I mean, you mentioned some of those teams, and I believe, if I remember correctly, overall, I think like the Reds had a, were, were just a dominant team that year and still didn't make it because they didn't win either of the first. They were 66-42, yeah. and 42 and they they were they didn't win because they missed the first half by a half game from the Dodgers and two games from the Astros in the second half. So there, there's a precedent for it, and it could get really interesting and really fun if we decided to go similar routes uh, here in 2020. Yeah, I guess the you'd have to almost think about it uh, with with an off season in between now, right? Yeah, because when are you split a, a season uh, if if you're starting in June, right? So, yeah, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, that's how that's how it's looking. So. Uh, that's going to be really interesting. I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's going to be how it's work. I really, I'm really curious to see how they do it. I don't know if they move south for the playoffs and stuff and, and mm-hmm. keep everything in, you know, Florida and maybe even, you know, take it to if you're going to take it all the way down there, you might as well keep going and maybe explore it in, in a, you know, one of the Latin countries. I think yeah. that would be a, a crazy thing to do, but probably pretty awesome. You talk about drawing mm-hmm. eyeballs. Start playing games in Puerto Rico, the Dominican, Mexico. Start playing games, you know, wherever. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, could be a lot I of mean, fun. I, would, I mean, the players' union would have a, you know, and oh, a, a rightful uh, right with with, yeah. it, with the idea. Uh, <laughs> but hey, who knows? Maybe maybe the younger maybe the younger generation of players will one day realize that that the fans just want to have fun. Yeah, uh, and that would be the most fun. That that would be a really fun thing, or at least a fun thing to try. So maybe they'll concede to it one day. Never so, know. And who wouldn't want to go play in a stadium named after Roberto Clemente in, in Puerto Rico? Who wouldn't I mean, want to go do that kind of stuff? An, all, an all-time great that, unfortunately, is, yeah. I feel like it's it, it, it forgotten almost too much in modern uh, you know, baseball. 
and and the um, thing is, we 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 don't we think about him. You know, we talked about Trevor uh, and and these other athletes that are donating so much. Roberto would have been at the forefront of all of this in terms of I donations. Mean, oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so he's uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like an icon. So. Yeah. He he would have been he would have been tremendous at this. Uh, we're talking with Chris Bumbaki here USA Today. Chris, there's a, there's a part of our show that we just get the fans involved a little bit and have some fun. It's called Pepper, like the old game we all used to play when we were kids with baseball. A uh, couple questions from social media. You and I just hit it back and forth real quick. Sound like fun? Oh, sounds like a blast. Let's do it. All right, so here we go. First one uh, coming in. Joseph uh, in New York is asking, "What is your go-to baseball movie?" Ooh, ooh. My go-to baseball movie is actually it's it's more it's it's a comedy, uh, Major League probably Major League One and Two. I like both. Uh, that's controversial, <laughs> and I think that two actually actually goes toe to toe with the original. So that's my take on baseball movies and Major League. You know what? I I I, I I'm gonna be with you on that one. That two is is that close to number one. One is still good, but but it's still better. But two is right there in my opinion. I think I think some of the the interactions between Jake Taylor and Roger Dorn are great in, in Major League Two. Oh, yeah. um, for me, and, and this is very, very self-serving, I grew up a diehard Boston Red Sox fan, so any chance to watch the Yankees get a perfect game thrown against them at their own stadium with Vince Scully on the call, of course I'm talking for love of the game, which has everything <laughs> wrong with John C. Riley as a catcher, but is still, and it's such a long movie considering how short the book is, but I love, uh-huh. absolutely love that, that movie. That's Kevin Costner, right? Yep, it's one of Kevin Costner's trilogy. J.K. Simmons is the manager for some reason, and is like ready to pull him oh. in the eighth inning. Like it's, it's, it's a little, it's, it's not exactly a comedy by any stretch. But if you, it's Vin Scully, and he's got one of the great lines, in my opinion, that like, I, if I had one question to get asked and get an answer to, I'd want to know if that line was written for Vin or if he ad libbed it, which was just you know a great, great line. Uh, so love, love for love of the game. It's a great, great movie. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Brandon in uh, California is asking, with no sports on, what non-baseball activity are you getting really good at? <laughs> oh, uh, Netflix watching. That's an activity, right? <laughs> is that, I, I would think so, yeah. Um, I, I finished all of Love is Blind in a weekend. It was there awesome. you go. Save yourself. <laughs> Save yourself. All I right. couldn't look away. I couldn't look away. For for me, it's been. Um, I, I guess I'm getting really good at playing Madden again. Like it's like I'm back in high school. Like I'm just okay. play, playing a lot of Madden right now. I have no idea. There's just nothing else to do. But um, I can't can't complain. Um, and then uh, last one here. Um, you kind of brought it up here a little bit with Netflix, but without baseball, without sports to watch, what is the one thing you're most looking forward to watching? Oh I, man! Like when sports come back, or I, I think when, right now. I think right now, like when you're, right now. yeah. If there's something that's been in your queue or been in, on your watch list for a while. Oh, okay. So a couple things. A couple things. The Sopranos for sure. I've seen the uh, the pilot, the first episode, but I've uh, I've never watched the whole thing. So I, you've never watched. Oh, you've see that's on my list to I watch know. again. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like a huge mob movie guy. Like I yeah. love you know Godfather, Goodfellas, you name it. So. That, that's, uh, that's where we're going to be right up my alley. What about you? 
Uh, for me, so I'm in the midst of watching Narcos on Netflix. I think, uh, but I usually get like one episode a week in. I, I'm pretty sure I could knock out the whole yeah. series in two days. Um, other than that, I, I think I was saying this. I was joking around saying this the other day to my fiance. We also have Disney Plus, and the ability to now watch every Marvel movie in chronological order um, without any real delay is is going to be kind of fun and kind of neat. But other than that, I don't know. Like, there's really, there's. I mean, I might watch House of Cards since I never watched that. Or I might just go back to watch oh, okay. Entourage. Do, I did House of Cards, so okay. here's my advice to you on House of Cards. Yeah. Uh, watch. The first season is excellent. The mm-hmm. second season, you're still riding high from the first season if you're going to be watching it consecutively. I was, kind of, because I, I watched the first season right before the second one came out. Right. And, and, and then maybe stop there. <laughs> maybe there's stop like, after two. There's gonna be like four, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's going to be like four more seasons. Maybe like watch season four. You can definitely skip season three. <laughs> and, then, and then definitely stop there. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, and you know what? I might I might actually do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some listeners probably stop and, and unsubscribe after this one. But I still have yet to watch a single episode of Game of Thrones, so maybe I jump in and do that. I don't know. Oh, you gotta do Game of Thrones, man! Come on. <laughs> Fair enough. That might you be do. what it is then. That might be what it is. Chris, uh, we appreciate the time. Uh, let folks know how they can can follow your stuff and and, and read uh, read your stuff and, and keep in touch with you throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Follow me on Twitter at Boombaca, B-O-O-M-B-A-C-A. That's not how I spell my last name. That's just how you say it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely follow me there. I, I usually tweet my stuff out, and I have a link to my bio where everything I write goes there. So definitely appreciate that plug. Chris, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we get some baseball here coming up pretty soon. Yeah, Christian, thank you for having me. All right, it's Chris Boombaca, USA Today sports reporter. Yeah, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, and I'm not that excited to. I, I don't know. I, let me know. What else do you guys want me to watch during this stuff? What other things do you want me to take care of and, and see what's going on while we've got this hiatus of baseball? Hopefully it's coming around soon. Let us know what you guys want the show to be about, too. Baseball movies, history of baseball, uh, books, whatever it is. If there's a story or an aspect of the game that you want to know more about, let us know. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Caught Listening by Public House Media, or email the show, caughtlisteningphm at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Chris Heimel, C-H-R-I-S-H-E-I-M-A-L-L. Subscribe, rate, review, share us with your friends and family wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, visit publichousemedia.org for some great gear. Stay safe, wash your hands. Until next time, you've been caught listening. <laughs>